You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on. Got to get on a trip. Get on in. Get on. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, don't we, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. Glad you're back from uh, Europe. I feel like the Porsche beat me back here. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, my car beat you back here. I saw it over there, and I didn't know it was coming back on a plane. I guess good, and it's here, and it. Life's uh, um, it's a nice little surprise. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting thing to me because, and this is a, a, a fair portion of my life uh, runs this way. Hey, we want your car at Goodwood. Yeah. Okay. When's Goodwood? Uh, that's uh, July thirteenth. Okay. When was it? Is, yeah, fifteen July thirteenth. Okay, like okay, okay. Uh, well, now the car is committed to go to the Pasadena Car Concourse, which is not in Pasadena, but something else. But San anyway, Marino, San Marino, right next to Pasadena. I always scrub that. And that's uh, that's going to be on uh, Sunday, June fourteenth, or something like that. So, uh, how long does it take to boat a car over there? Six weeks. Oh. Well, that's not going to work because yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've committed. And uh, then initially they go, and we also want the, we need the car back for Rensport, blah, blah, blah. So then they go initially before they know all the timelines. All they know is Rensport. I go, we'll boat the car over there and then uh, we'll fly it back. Oh, I'm sorry, because they think. Let me shake your Etch-A-Sketch, everybody. <laughs> they think we need it for Monterey Rolex Historics, or I think we need it for that, in the initial discussions. So I'm like, uh, they want to boat it over, and they want to fly it back. Yeah. So they one can have it for Monterey. six weeks, and one is one week, basically. Right. It comes in travel times. So then comes with this car show, then comes with Monterey, and now I'm driving a Nissan because of the Nissan mark, and blah, 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 blah. Remind me, by the way, because you know in the program <laughs> there's going to be a picture of that 935 with Adam Carolla driving it where there should be a Nissan. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get Let's on that. Let's talk to Ardell, so that's the chain you need to go down. Yeah. I'm saying put it on the list, <laughs> yeah. Matt. Put it on yeah. your scroll. So... Then what happens is, is I say, new plan. Why don't you fly it over, since we don't have time on the front side with the San Marino car show, and then go ahead and boat it back? Yeah. Since the difference is basically, I don't know, $11,000 versus $3,000 or $4,000 or something like that. And they go, done and done. And then, after they fly it over there, I just get the news, it's getting on an airplane and heading back. And I think, okay, yeah, not what we discussed. Seems like more money. Would have taken it back in five weeks, but okay. Yeah, good. So I don't know. The car's covered with dirt and dust. It's very dirty. So we're going to have to uh, clean it off. 
Max Patter, there's a guy standing there waiting for uh, something. I don't know what he's waiting for. I see, uh, is it the gate guy? Gate guy. Can, can we explain to the gate guy that uh, the guys in, out of the booth are probably better? I, I, better. Just, I just, Yeah, I just sent a message uh, at simultaneously as you were uh, explaining. <laughs> probably better to, to hit one of the guys that's not working behind yeah. a microphone right now. I literally yeah. just said Adam's kind of weirded out by the gig I hang in there. <laughs> yeah. It's not weirded out. I'm not weirded out. I think he wants something because <laughs> <laughs> you're facing me. Yeah, right? I, I, I can't. The gig guy is behind you, you looking at me, on. and I think he wants an invoice or something. <laughs> and I'm like going, hey, you got to talk to that guy. But evidently, he's just chillaxing. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's, a, he's a new listener. Oh, okay. Well, I got no qualms with him. I just I'm distracted thinking he wants something from you. Okay. Yeah. So tell him uh, no harm, no foul. I just happened to thought he he needed something. All right. Okay. So that'll be weirded out. Tell him the body yeah, weirded out. Wrong. Wrong. It's a little bit of a pejorative. You're right. Especially if he's a fan. I think I, think I was. <laughs> I, just, I put my my own inflection. Get him him some filtered water. By the way, this is exactly why we have a gate. <laughs> the gate guy cracked the gate all right anyway tell him uh thank you no harm no foul so uh the porsche's back how did it get here did did someone go and get it or did it show up here in a in a truck it showed up here in a truck after many people at my great expense, went back and forth with paperwork, which is like the customs guys say they need uh, whatever in triplicate. You got to drive it over there. And then you drive it over to the customs guy and they're like, oh, we don't need any of this stuff, but we need some (laughs) other stuff. Like, go back and go get it. Like, it's it's so funny. Yeah. I got something to say to everybody vis-a-vis my goddamn time. I actually put a little bit of a value on it. As everybody should. The reason I drive through Red Turn Arrows all the time is because I have a value on my time. Like, hey, it's Sunday. I'm sitting on Foothill Boulevard in Gould Street. There's nobody. There's nobody around, and I'm going. I'm going to the warehouse, meet Matt, and have a beer and talk about cars. Why? Why am I sitting in the middle of Foothill Boulevard? Oh, there's an arrow that's red. It's like, yeah, but the signal's green and there's nobody around. So I just drive through it because I have a thing yeah. about my time. Oh, my God. I, you would have loved the cab drivers in Italy, which was the second half of that trip. That dude just went through every stop sign. Oh, yeah. And when we got into traffic on the freeway, he just went into the shoulder of the freeway and started passing everybody. And what I liked about it was is there's the entire – all of Sicily that we went through, there was like two red lights, like traffic lights mm-hmm. at all. Everybody else there, the way they get through traffic is they communicate with each other by just honking and yelling. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's how they – that's their rules, their traffic rules. Hey, whoa, hey, there's like a window down and a hand in the air. And I didn't see any accidents. Everybody figured it out. Those are our people, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, that's my dad, man. Paisan. <laughs> that's how he drives. Um Oh, no, wait. My dad gets a car. It takes him 15 minutes to figure out where the seatbelt is. Like, I'm like, Dad, you're, you're in the passenger seat of a, an American car. There's a high likelihood it's over your right shoulder. Chances like, are we I, haven't I, changed that technology since we invented the seatbelt. My dad's looking between his legs for the sub-belt harness. Like, where, where's the f- six-pointer? Like, yeah. your Dad, over the shoulder, yeah. right side, pull it down. 
It's been a while. He's sitting in the passenger seat and he's leaning toward the center console looking. Literally. Looking for his shoulder going, I don't understand what's going on here. It's awesome. (laughs) If you guys really spent some time with my dad, the next time I saw you, you would break down and cry in front of me and just go, oh, my God, you are such – I, I had no idea. I can't, I, a, I had no idea about him. And B, you are so magically gifted. I can't believe you fucking tire – I can't believe you pay your taxes and have kids and have a shop. Like when you know the ball of incompetence that is my dad, the insane incompetence that is my dad, you're, you're marginally impressed by me now. You would be blown away if you saw what I come from. Does it take so, like sort a, of the like opposite of Kalen? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? The same effect, but just kind of he's the yin to my yang in the accomplishment department, right? You know how you're devastated by Kalen? Exact opposite with me and my dad and Kalen. That's not a put down. Still got some time. Yeah, I. I, I love Kalen's dad. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's he. That's what I'm saying. All right. So uh, we're going to have Tom McDowell, who's the president of the Concorso Italiano. Let me say this. We'll have him on the phone in a few. I'm going to go to that event. I'm going to judge the cannoli. Oh, you're going to be. Because now after. The Concorso, the Italiano Concorso, for me, was in in a way better than Pebble Beach because. Whereas Pebble Beach is awesome, the setting and, and the blah, blah, and the blah. Yeah. Lots of brass era cars mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Stanley steamers and shit like that. Like, you can kind of keep walking through the wooden spoked wheels and stuff like that. Cool stuff. Meticulous. I respect it. But if you go to the uh, Concorso, you know, Pebble Beach... You uh, disagree if you want. I would say half the cars that are there, we just don't really have an interest in, even though they're at, impressive at Pebble, at Pebble, at Pebble. Right. About half are just, oh, it's 1919, you know, by some company you never heard of. It's just a, a lot of pre-war like, stuff that I don't necessarily love. We don't. We kind of walk past yeah. it. Then there's about 25% where you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I didn't know about that uh, company or whatever. I never yeah. had those. I got some cool reminiscent of something. And then there's really about 20, 25% where we're really like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm, Or maybe 20%. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm really interested in that racing Ferrari from the 60s or whatever it is. Well, the thing about the Italianos, you like all of it because it's all Italian. Now, it's a sea of red with some yellow. Yeah. In. Now there are the dickwads <laughs> out there just brought their bone stock 360 Ferraris out there. And you're like, great. Yeah. Like, I, I could see that. I could go to fucking eBay and see your car all day long. Like, who gives a shit? Right. But, but look, if it's emerald green, bring it out there. Right. This one is beige with red <laughs> on the exterior. But, but. There's so many things you've never seen, so many things you've never heard of, and it's just a sea of Italian cars, and it's on a rolling golf course, which is awesome, yeah. which is in the past. One year, they put it in a parking lot, oh. and they put it in an airport, and it it sucked immediately. Yeah. Like, it was the weirdest thing in the world. Part of it was just being on asphalt, but the other part of it was being... 
not being able to stand at the top of the hill and look down and see like, oh, there's the Ferrari section, there's the Bizzarini section, right. and there's the Lancia section, and there's the Lamborghini section. Well, let's go for the Lamborghini. Go to the Lamborghinis. You know, like yeah. you couldn't tell. It was just a sea of cars. It's like the Pomona swap meet for super rich people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but also you're right though. It it also I think is is. The color of it, like you have the sea of green on the ground, yes. which makes everything pop. And besides, uh, champagne doesn't taste as well on asphalt no. as it does on grass. The flute heats too quickly. <laughs> too much. It starts <laughs> yeah. to boil from down below. The problem is, is the way they work it out is I got to go drive after it or something. Yeah, I don't remember which day, what day is it on. Is it I think the, it was on Friday. Was Friday? We, uh, or maybe it's Saturday. I remember I remember in the past, I think it would be on Friday. We'll try to find out. Anyway, we'll find out. Let me tell you about Quip. Most of us brush our teeth wrong. That's because uh, brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing Quip. Q-U-I-P. It's an electric toothbrush. That's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes. has a built-in timer with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. I like this. I like the technology. You know me. I'm a teeth super freak. This is the greatest ad ever. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, That's right. nuts. <laughs> Quip also has uh, subscription plans delivering new brush heads every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. So Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you uh, get Quip, go to uh, Get quip.com slash carcast right now and you'll get your first refill pack for free we love this product man that's the first refill pack for free take care of it man and one more thing not to have to leave the house for get quip.com g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash carcast all right so you in italy we parted ways at the airport yeah um where I had the family try to bring the fucking snow globe on in front <laughs> of me, which was just the worst thing ever, and then start arguing. Like, I get it. Airports oh, it's are, liquid. Yeah, it's, it's whatever ounces of liquid. Yeah. I don't know if you could drill a hole in it and drain the snow globe. Like, it's such a sad... It's like two little girls, like, crying. They Somebody did, in China put it together. Right. They went to... They went to you know, the World Cup, they had their faces painted with like a French flag on it or something. And the person was like, oh, no, no, no. And then the mom is like filming them the whole time. Like, <laughs> eh, I'm going to film you like <laughs> it busted, like busted doing your job, bitch. Like, don't bring a fucking snow globe. Anyway. Yeah, I don't mind the security at airports because I feel like uh, the one time they dropped their their guard, something's going to happen to me. And I got the random check. Yeah, right. Which well, means- I got the random check. I got the check too, but I was behind the snow globe family. Right. So she spent an hour like it was going- spilling off to you. It was just like everyone in line. I got the random check because they wanted to check somebody else uh, who was not me, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Not from America, right? And they had to, you know, they had to make it fair. Mm-hmm. So I got the random check. And I was like, it's fine, whatever. All right, so let's talk cars. Yeah. Um, we're prepping. Newman's nine, sorry, Newman's Nissan 300ZX single turbo car for Monterey. We're getting close. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Um, we are working on the, Jim Farrell is working on the different drummer 
Yes. 510, which is a cool piece. By the way, I don't know if I sent this. I just got an email from him. Uh, we talked about the brass tag on these cars. The different drummer car has a brass tag, and he sent me a photo of it because he listened last week. So. I now officially have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I sort of... Now, here's what I recall. All right, so for for all you people who may not be caught up on this, um, the deal is this. The, the older cars, the older Japanese cars are going up in value. Uh, there's like a renaissance of 510s and Z cars and stuff like that. Yeah. The 510s ran in uh, B production. C, B production. B sedans. There were B sedans. So the 510s, and Jim Frallo's building the car. Well, nice guy will probably uh, correct me on half this shit. But they ran... Trans Am. Everyone remembers the Pony Wars. Yeah. I'm never sure why it's called the Pony Wars. I get the Mustang part of the Pony War, but I don't get the Camaro part of the Pony War or the Mopar Javelin or, or the Challenger. The, I, all the pony cars. I don't. I, why I, the pony I cars? Know, somebody needs to wiki that because I don't know the, the story behind it. But L- Wiki uh, the pony cars because the pony cars are Mustangs, <laughs> yeah. a pony. Where, where but, did the pony cars term come from? And then I emailed you guys pictures of the brass tag. All right. Got a boner. So here's why. The... During the pony car wars, what people think of sort of the, the height of... A vintage 70s racing was like 69, 70, 71, maybe 72, like in there with the Trans Am series yep. and Donahue and the and the Mustangs and the blah, blah, blah. They love all those cars. Well, along with that series, there is that brass tank. Yeah. So there's the zoom in picture, um, right? And then he told me, by the way, that little hole underneath it. Is so when they inspect the tag, they can see the thickness of the roll cage. Interesting, because the other car has a little hole underneath it too, and it looks yeah. like one of my guys was mounting the brass tag <laughs> and then realized it caught it got caught on the door, so yeah. they had to move it up to the well, next hole. Maybe that's what Jim did, but this is what he told me was is now <laughs> he's like now they can inspect the thickness of the roll cage. So <laughs> there looks w- great. There was um, so here's the deal. Uh, there were. 2.5 Trans Am cars that ran in the series. So it's sort of, I guess it would have been like Indian Indy Lights or uh, F1 and Formula Atlantic race would take place before the F1 race or something, a, a junior version. Now, the thing about the 510s is they get around Laguna Seca the same, spe- same speed, basically same lap times, essentially is the big horsepower cars just because they're sort of momentum finesse cars and it's kind of a finesse track. You know, it's yeah. like big long straightaways. It's not road Atlanta or whatever, but they, they haul ass and get around, get around that track. Um, so they had 2.5 Trans Am cars. And then they would have B sedan cars, many 510s and Alfa Romeos and stuff ran in B sedan. If you find a car that has Trans Am history, meaning a 510 with Trans Am history, that's pretty rare. There weren't a lot of 510s that have Trans Am history. They have B sedan history, but not Trans Am history. Uh, This car has... Trans Am history and, of course, B Sedan history. But if you find one with a brass tag on it, that's a big deal because they just didn't give away or do too many of those. I don't know how many 510s even had a brass tag. We 
talked to Pete Brock. He said they brass tagged one of the BRE five tens I have, but not the other because it was going out of yeah. out of state. And I guess they just brass tagged them for the two point five Trans Am. Yeah. Either way, in our world, if you have a five ten with a brass tag on it, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And, and I, you'll I've, see. Well, we'll post those pictures. Of what we're talking about? It's literally a brass tag, like riveted onto the roll bar. We'll also send you a couple more pictures that we have of the car just in paint and yeah. stuff like that. It's we a should cool do that. Scheme. We'll send it and we'll post those with the, the show. Car's we'll called put it up the on our social media. Different Drummer 510. It's got a lot of history. I don't know all of the history, but I know it's got a lot of history. And so it'd be the equivalent of if you were a watch collector and there were such and such a Rolex Daytona, but only such and such with the pearl face on it yeah, or something, the, you know, or, only yeah. so many made in stainless, or whatever your distinction is, that's kind of the brass tag. Right, right. All right, do your spot, and let yeah. me get, uh, we'll get uh, Tom on the blower. Castrol Edge. There's tech advances that have made engines smaller, more powerful, and more efficient. You know, the pressure is as much as five cars resting on a high heel. What? The only thing stopping metal-to-metal contact is a thin layer of oil that needs to be able to withstand this type of pressure. Castrol Edge has collaborated with Electronic Arts. These guys big video game makers. They, their headquarters is like down the street from me where I live. Mm-hmm. They teamed up with Electronic Arts to present an adrenaline-filled driving challenge called Titanium Gamer, inspired by the Need for Speed video games. Find out if real or computer-based driving skills are superior. You saw the movie, right? The Need for Speed. Oh, yeah. With uh, Aaron Paul? Yep. Yeah. And uh, what's the Mr. Mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, he took that when he was on his way back. That was a way yeah. back role. And then he got an Academy Award nomination. Yeah. Now he's, but that, uh, his, that was on the way yeah. back. Uh, you can see yourself. Castrol Edge can deliver under the most demanding circumstances. Check it out at the Castrol USA YouTube page. All right. We have Tom McDowell, president of Concorso Italiano, one of our favorite events for Monterey uh, Motorsports Weekend. Tom? Yeah. Hello, Adam. How are you? Good to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. Say hi to Matt as well. Yeah. Hello, Tom. Hello, Matt. So we love your event. It seems to grow larger every year. Um, I, I, the only bad year was the year it was down on the tarmac at, at an airport. <laughs> I don't know. What happened that year, Tom? Yeah. Somebody was well, playing that, golf. That's a long history. That that predates me. Um, I, I, I'm not quite sure why they made that decision, but after that one decision, I ended the picture, and we wanted to bring it right back to a golf course, which is where we are now. It, it, as, as you guys know, when when uh, when the cars, these exotic cars, these these special cars, when they uh, uh, when they show, it's best to have them on a lawn. They just stand out much nicer. And not yeah. only that, do they not only stand out much nicer? It's it's cooler obviously being on the grass versus the blacktop. But one of the greatest moments of the whole car weekend is entering the Italiano concourse and walking, being at the top of the hill where all the vendors are and yeah. just going, oh, and looking all the way down the hill. Just the rolling hills of, of cars, just like a sea of them. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's a big event. you got something like a 1,000 cars? 
Yeah, we we're we're trying to hold that number down actually, but yeah, we're 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 between nine hundred and a thousand cars, and yeah, there's a lot of red out there. Yeah, and, um, it, it's it's just it's just this sort of wave, and the old joke goes, you know, I'll meet you over by the red Ferrari. Sure. And um, and you think, well, which one of the three hundred fifty do you want to meet then? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it, but yeah, there's a lot of Italian cars, and 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 each one of them, there's a there's a story behind these cars, and sometimes the stories are quite long, and sometimes they're quick, fresh, and and, and touch of humor to these cars. But it, it, there's always a story, and that's what makes it a lot of fun. I'll tell you why people. Need to go. Uh, beside, you may see me there because walking it's around. Not all Ferrari with a beer. <laughs> I I went there probably eleven or twelve years ago. Now it was probably a couple of years before the uh, tarmac debacle of two thousand and seven <laughs> that uh, Tom has no part of. Yeah, but uh, I. I showed up there, and I, I did what I normally do. I was looking over at the Lamborghinis, and I was looking at the mirrors, yeah. and I was thinking, oh, this is cool. Look at these mirrors. They have a bunch of mirrors. And then I walked over, and for the first time in my life, I spotted a Lamborghini 350 GT and a 400 GT. Mm. And I went... Do you remember what color? I believe... I believe it was like uh, they, they, they do a silver with a little bit of green in it, like a something grigio yeah. or something. It's yeah, really yeah. cool. And I looked at it and I was said. Was it a 350? It was a 350, yeah. And, and I looked at it and yeah. I said, what is this? Like, how did this car get into the Lamborghini section? Yeah. Because I'm looking at Muras and Countaches and Diablos. Sure. What, what is this thing? And someone's like, that's a Lamborghini. And I'm like, Get out of town. Get out of here. Where's the wings? Where's the air intakes? Where's all, where's the poster? Where's everything? Yeah, right? There's no chick on the hood. Yeah. So I was looking at it and I remember, I really gave it a good look over and I was like, well, this is very interesting. And then I went home and I thought, well, that thing's got to have a straight six in it, like a Maserati of of its era. And it's like, no, it's got a V12. And I was like, this is a very interesting piece that I didn't even know about and later on bought one. Or two or three. Yeah. So thank you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. You know, Adam, those, those, are, those, those cars are, are really nice, and you can sort of see the evolution of design in Lamborghini. Um, it, you know, from those two earlier models, was the 400 was really just sort of an extension of the 350. Um, and I think they added a back seat. I'm not sure if anybody could fit in that back seat. No. Um, but but those two models are really nice. And, and and there are some other sort of oddities in the early stages of Lamborghini. And one of them is the Espada. It's a true four seater sports car. Yeah. And um, we're we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of of the Espada this year. But if you see that thing, it. It's, it's long. It's a really long yeah, car. car. I was just looking at one this weekend, and 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 uh, it's it's one of the first four seater sports cars. It, it's it's really something quite special. What, right. what else are you going to have out there? We have Alfa Romeo and Maserati and Lamborghini, Ferrari. Well, Chris, I want you to pull up the the '66 Pizzarini P538 because I'm trying to picture the oh oh that's a beautiful car. Wow! Hey, uh, Tom. That's cool. We're looking at the yes, bits. Sir. We're looking at the Bitsarini uh, P five thirty eight, which is nineteen sixty six. It looks like uh, a bit of a Ferrari open open cockpit. Beautiful. I remember seeing that car or one of those cars in a car museum in like San Diego. Does that sound about right to you? 
It's possible. Yeah, there, there's a few of them. You know, there's not a lot of them out there, but they're out there, and when people see them, they wonder, what the heck is that? And, you know, there, there's some who are sort of in, have been following cars and are tremendous Italian car enthusiasts. They'll recognize it pretty quickly, but there are not many there. So if you saw one in a museum in San Diego, it's, yeah, there, there, there's a few in California. It's being sort of a... A, a big draw for uh, for for these kinds of cars. Um, it's very likely you did see that car in San Diego. I did. We're looking at it right now. I remember seeing it there. <laughs> it was, uh, don't uh, ask me what my kid's middle name is. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Hopefully it's Bitsarini. I tell you nine years ago when I saw that car in San Diego. <laughs> I didn't remember the name of it. It's still there. Hey, uh, what day is this? Friday? No, no, we're on Saturday. So, oh, it um, used to be Friday, uh, right? 25th. Did it used to be on Fridays? Yeah, we used to be Friday. Yeah, we did. We did. Right. And then we thought, well, let's cap. Let's try to um, make it a little easier for people to come down from the Bay Area. Right. Um, and, and if they want to make a, a, a day trip, you guys um, have uh, had to deal with the lodging rates on the Monterey Peninsula. You know how... You can get a, a, a five night minimum at a at a place that normally sells for about sixty dollars a night. Five night minimum at three hundred three hundred fifty a night, and and people start to wonder, well, why the heck am I going? Yeah. And so the move to the Saturday enabled a lot more uh, people to come down from the Bay Area just for the day without having to um, take a day off of work or or commit to multiple nights at, at a hotel. It is it is uh, second to the track. Oh, sorry. Third to quail. <laughs> sorry. We got to go to quail. <laughs> we got to go to quail. This is, it goes for me on my Monterey Motorsport yeah. weekend. It goes track, quail, Italiano, concourse. Now, we made your event last year. We did go to the concourse. We, it was on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, your run groups were split pretty far apart morning and afternoon. And we managed to load up quickly, bail, do a quick lap around there. Tom, here's get, what a hero I am. <laughs> I ran the car Saturday in the morning at the track. Then we jumped in the car and hustled over to your vent. Yeah. And then I walked around your vent without drinking an Italian beer, which yeah. is tough to do. And then went back to the track and yeah. raced the car in the I afternoon. I may have had a beer. You may have had I a beer. I may have had a beer. It is a great event. It's the 33rd annual Concorso Italiano. That's the 25th of August. Uh, it starts at 9.30 in the morning. It goes till 5. It's the Black Horse Golf Course. And uh, it's in Seaside, California. Website, concorso.com. And uh, you'll see me and Matt wandering around there somewhere in between the morning run group and the afternoon run group. Possibly, although we have a car cat well, show you, in the middle if, of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, Tom. If, 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 you, if you guys are going to be coming out um, uh, on Saturday, let me know, um, uh, because I, I can meet you up at the stage area, and, um, uh, and maybe you might have a few words of wisdom to share to people, maybe invite them out to the track to see a race later that afternoon. Well, grab the mic and say, does anybody have a helicopter? We have to get back to the track immediately. <laughs> I want one year. Uh, <laughs> Now, Tom, I can't remember the gentleman's name who drives the 400 in from San Diego every time. I feel like his name's Tom, too, but he has just a, he was in the, in the Navy, bought the uh, 400 Lambo. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's got a couple hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand miles on the car. Yep. He's a terrific guy. He's a terrific guy, and at some point, 
some years ago, somebody who worked for the Concorso said to him, hey, we're going to let Adam Carolla drive your car about 40 feet on the grass and then up onto the plywood stage when they show it in front of the, the throngs of, of bleachers and crowds. And he looked at me and he went, nobody drives my car. <laughs> 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 and they said, it's just in a straight line for about 40 feet. And he's yeah. like, no. No. <laughs> and, I, and then somebody said, it's Adam Carolla. And he said, I don't give a shit. And then he said, he has a 400 too. And he went, oh, okay. You can drive my car. Oh, and wow. He, and I drove the car up there and I got out of the car and I said, hey, everybody, I want you to meet my dad. And I introduced him. <laughs> And for the whole rest of the day, everyone thought he was my dad. <laughs> I was kidding. No. no. Absolutely true. Trick. <laughs> like my dad no, would have he, a Lambo. He's, he's, a, yes. he's a prince of a man. I'm, I'm not surprised that he was reluctant to have you drive it until he learned you, you already own one and, and drive one. Um, but that, that's a special car. He's put so many miles on that thing, and he brings it. I, he missed a year. He missed one year concourse, or I guess he went to a rally up in Monterey, um, not Monterey, in Montana, and on the way back, uh, the engine exploded. Um, but, so it just wasn't going to have put it back together by the time concourse rolled around. But he's back, and he's coming every year since then. Well, he's rebuilt the engine in his kitchen like 11 times, <laughs> so he should be fine. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. We'll see okay. you over there. Okay, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Okay. Tom McDowell, everybody. Yeah, uh, it's a cool That event. guy's name is Bill. I'm trying to think. Max Pata. Now it's The computer's Bill. a weird thing. But yeah. if you type in Lamborghini uh, 400 GT with the most miles or with hundreds of thousands of miles or something, I, I believe this guy's red Lambo will come up. He yeah. was a highest mile Lamborghini he's a service, 400 GT. service guy. In the military at, at uh, San Diego, what do you at, think? Like he, the Navy. What do you think he paid for that car? He got it fresh out of the Navy, more or less than thirteen thousand dollars. Oh, less because <laughs> because 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 like any car, you see, when a guy says, "I bought the car new," you go, "Oh God, now what's it worth?" Like you know, you bought the car mm-hmm. for. Fourteen thousand dollars in nineteen sixty-seven. Now that thing's six hundred k or whatever, or whatever the version of it is. What people don't realize is that car's from nineteen sixty-seven, nineteen sixty-eight, right? Better than I bought it new was I bought it nineteen seventy-three off a used car lot. Yeah, because then it just does what every Aston Martin and every Bentley does, which is, yeah, it was a hundred. The Bentley was 180k new yeah. and then you saw it go at Barrett Jackson 7 years later for $66,000, yeah. right? That's literally when you bought it. Now it's worth a million dollars. Yeah. But it's <laughs> actually cheaper. These cars, I'm guessing. I'm I, I know they stickered for like, you know, 14k. Yeah. Which it's is a sh- Good money, ton then. of money in 1968 could have yeah. bought you know three Corvettes or whatever two and a half Corvettes yeah. whatever. But I guarantee by 1973 that thing wasn't 20k. It was Corvette money. By 1973 <laughs> that thing was seven thousand yeah. dollars or 6,500 bucks <laughs> or whatever it is. Sorry. So uh, retired Navy officer Jack Riddell. Jack. 
Jack, Jack, Bill, I, Jack, Tom, and Bill, Billy, and Jack, Billy, uh, Jack. Yeah, and it was just a straight, <laughs> just a good old fashioned one syllable well, name. I was going one syllable. Bill. and I was just like dude name, right? Yeah. yeah Jack, so Jack yeah. Riddell first purchased his Lamborghini 400 GT in 1972. Perfect. For $6,250. Exactly. I just know everything. <laughs> Even when I don't know things. <laughs> I just, why do I know? Why do I to g- g- feel for life? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know that this car wasn't, I don't know that this car dropped off. I just, most supercars yeah. drop off five years off and then they start their climb again, right? This is perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, nearly 300,000 miles on it. Yeah, I didn't D12 get his name 20. right, and I said 73. I don't think I said 72. Yeah. So I was way off. I know, way off. Way I didn't off. talk to him about all the stuff. I talked to him about being in the service and being in San Diego, and like I had him in the Navy and stuff because it's a San Diego thing. And I, I like that, that this stuff. is his identity now. He's he's the the high-mileage Lamborghini guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's his thing. He's he's committed to it. He's been doing it for decades, and yep, that's it. Jack's a hero. Billy Jack <laughs> all right, I'm is gonna, a hero. I'm going to tell you about Geico. Hopefully yeah. he's got some of that with all those miles on it. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. You can add, save hundreds of dollars of car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you need some extra money in your pocket... This is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right. So, uh, different drummer, brass tag. Good. It's good 510. Are you going to test? Are you going to get a little? I mean, Monterey's coming up quick. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get the, the GT1 championship car on a track or something before? Yes. We're going to try. Yeah. We don't. I don't think we need to really, like, get it on a track. At the very least, it needs to be on a chassis dyno and run through the gears and stuff. Yeah, But I think the suspension needs to be dialed in. Alignment needs to be dialed in. Right. Like, we can get some of that close, but it needs needs a little bit of track time. Right. What is the Don't Blame the Kid uh, story? uh? Oh, jeez. The Indian restaurant. Oh, the Indian restaurant. I love that story. <laughs> we went we went to uh we were at Goodwood and we were filming and there was the I, big I told, dinner. I told that on my podcast, but I don't think I over well, I don't think I overdid their passive aggressiveness. I couldn't, right? I don't know. Did you mention the kid? Because the guy was like <laughs> well, with the thing that I found interesting is that we were standing in our little hotel room in Hound, you know, Hounslow or whatever. Yeah. And, and, it's like a jail cell. And Matt found, I said, I want Indian food. I'm tired of medallions of steak pre-cut for me. Like, oh. I, I, no, I know. But, you, you know, know, when you fly. With a tie on and you're, bu- and you're like elbow to elbow with people like when you fly like, on the, the airplane, they give you the medallions. Mm-hmm. When you get to the castle, they give you the medallions. It's but such it's a people pleaser go-to. It's all pre. Yeah. It's all like pre pre-portioned and they give you the plate and it's like and that's that part where you want to control your own rice like we're like i want a scoop of rice and i'm gonna scoop some of this on top of the rice. but i like i want to proportion it you know i want to be in control so i wanted some indian food yeah so matt said uh i said matt do uh get your phone and find me some indian food and we didn't have a car so found one place that was a mile away I said, okay, that's walking distance. 3.7 on Yelp or 3.6 yeah, or something yeah. like the that. Yeah, yeah. The review is, 
you know, not great. Was, and yeah. then he said, "Oh, there's another one that's like four six, but that's two miles away." And I'm like, oh, "I can't walk that far." So let's just go to the closer one. And I said, mm, "So maybe the food's not so great." And then Matt said, "Like a, a shaman down from the hill," he said, <laughs> "You know, a lot of times it's not about the food. A lot of times it's about the attitude." The Yelp reviews. The Yelp reviews. And I said, "Oh, good." Like, I don't mind attitude. Like, this isn't my local Indian place where I got to deal with it. You know what I mean? Gonna, yeah. I don't care if they fucking got some attitude. I just want some good Indian food. Little did I know. They nailed that. They Yelp review. <laughs> they, we, the food was fine. We walked in, and I have the same thought, I think, every time I walked in a restaurant. Like, please sit us at that open booth in the corner far away over there. And then you look to your left, and it's a crowded dining room. With a four top and a four top and a thin two top right in between the two four tops, like like four inches away on each side. And there's like, here you go. And Matt and just sat down. The, the, and the shape of this place was weird. It was old and was like kind of round up on the top. It was almost like you were sitting in a megaphone, like you were in everybody's conversation. All you heard was the people next to them whispering as if you were talking into this microphone. It was so loud. So I'm like, I can't sit down. I got to buy time. So I'm like, because once I sit down, we've committed to the space. I'm like, uh, I'm going to use the bathroom. And then they go around the thing and use the thing. So I used the bathroom. And I came back in. Never came back. And as I came back, I, 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 uh, I headed the guy off at the pass. He was like standing by the door and Matt's like in the dining room that's further down the road. And there was a kid at a table crying behind us. So I just said, um, I was in my head like, how do we get out of this? Like, I don't like where you put us. I don't want to sit in between these two people. I talk loud. I was like, hey, excuse me. You know, with the, the baby crying and everything, do you think we could just be sat in this dining room, this big open dining room, like right in front of the bar with nobody in it. I was like, can you sit there? And he's like, the kid's gone. <laughs> and I said, uh, okay, but do you think we just move over into this dining room anyway? And he went, okay, but don't blame the kid. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I, it's like, this is the first words they've ever said to each other. The guy didn't even say hello when he sat us down. He's right. like, don't blame the kid. <laughs> then he walked over to you and said what? He said... <laughs> now, he sat me then in the other dining room. Yeah. So he came over with, I, I think, a glass of water, and he's like, your friend's sitting in the other room. I was like, I don't know what that means. Did we have a fight? Are we not sitting together? I like, am I supposed to get up? I don't know. I don't know what to do at this point. He's standing there like... Like this look, like what do you what do you want to do? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't I don't know, like what's what's going on? I was like, should I go? He's like, okay, and it, and he like grabbed the menu and the napkin and he and he showed me where it was. But he just walked over and he's like, your friend's sitting in the other room. I was like, uh, then is he, he sick? I like know. I don't understand. Like, is he not feeling well? Like, what happened? And he's just he get no information. Then I tried to order a drink. Oh, it, but to be fair, it was the very complicated vodka soda. I said, can I have a vodka, soda, and lemon? And he's like, soda and lime? I'm like, no, soda and lemon? Soda? Vodka, soda, and lemon? He kept saying, soda and, soda lemon. and lemon. And Adam goes, and vodka. B- 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 vodka. Like, so soda. Vodka, soda, and lemon. And lemon. I'm ordering a and drink. Like, and like, vodka. <laughs> he's like, you're, you're missing the vodka part. But I couldn't tell, like... You know how everyone, you know, it's everyone's kind of fucking nightmare to like correct people like shit, like go like, so I say vodka, soda, and lemon. He's like, soda and lime. And I'm like, vodka, soda, and lemon. He's like, soda and lemon. 
But I don't know if that means he's forgot about the vodka yeah, the or vodka he's just trying already? to yeah, figure I, out what the rest of the drink is. You, like, you've got to confirm 100% or just walk away. Like, you've got to be all in. I've got the vodka part. Now you want it with soda and lemon? Because he's just like, because there was three rounds of him going soda and lemon. Adam's like, and vodka. Like, I feel like you're forgetting the vodka part. But at a certain point, <laughs> I stopped saying vodka because I was like, I, he must have that. He's trying to figure out the back <laughs> half of the drink. And what did he bring you? Soda and lemon. Soda and lemon. And then I was like drinking it. I was like, I'm used to heavy hand with the vodka. So I was like, have I burnt out my, like, because maybe this is just a super yeah, light Some weird immunity like, to it. Pour, like vodka is easy to hide. Pour, and I'm like, tastes like lemon. In. So I slid it to Matt. I'm like, you're not an alcoholic drink. You know, was that have alcohol in it? He's like, no. no. And I'm like. <laughs> no, my Peroni was stronger than that. Right. So I'm like, hmm. Now, what do I do? Get this guy back and, like, tell him to add vodka? I didn't know what to do at this point, so I waited for him to leave. And then I went to the bartender, and I was like, give me a double vodka on the rocks. Well, we had just, plenty of soda and lemon right. at this point. Like, just give me that. And he just, gave it to me, and I took it back and, like, made it at the table, which <laughs> didn't make our waiter happy. But I didn't know what to... Oh, you got stink-eyed. And when he mm. saw you go up there, he was like, this... Nothing but trouble. And then later on, I was like, I want a vegetable dish, like peas, <laughs> with chickpeas, like with like in tomatoes, tomato sauce. And he's like, soda and lemon? No, <laughs> He's like, tomato sauce? Yeah, like a veggie dish. Like, uh, like, something, like something, some kind of red sauce. Some kind of red sauce. And he's like, we don't have tomato sauce. And I'm like, uh, okay, but... Some uh, like a potato, like with a like a I don't know bean or chi- chick bean or something, and chickpea and a potato. He's just like sta- he's just literally just stand. He just stood and he didn't watched have me the entire time. Like he yeah. didn't lean over and go, "Well, why don't you try number seven over here? That's uh, that's got potato and curry in it." Or whatever. Like he just sat and watched, and I would go like a, a vegetable dish, like a tomato vegetable dish. Yeah, we, don't, we don't have tomato. <laughs> oh yeah, but like a. Like a red thing. He's let's just let's standing through just, the sauces and the vegetables. Just, just, just staring at me the whole time. He was not saying anything. He was not. You're right. He wasn't pointing to a section on the menu. He wasn't like, well, I could. I have this bean or something. Or here's a, the popular dish. Yeah. The popular Everybody vegetable really dish that people this. like. He yeah. just stood there and he just kept staring at me. Never have I missed American waitstaff in my life more. How fucking douchey were these guys? And how passive-aggressive was everybody in that place? And how right were you when you were like... A lot of times these Yelp reviews are about attitude, not about curry. Because <laughs> the food was great. Yeah. Which was crazy. They also did a weird passive-aggressive thing that I don't know if you got, Matt. But the dude... A dude came in solo. And he sat that dude in our section right across from us, and he ate alone. I don't know who goes to eat Indian alone, but he went to eat Indian alone. And he sat him right across, which is kind of like, hey, you want your privacy? Yeah. Fuck you. I'll take the fat guy. (laughs) I'll set him right next to you guys. By the way, I'm in love with this other dining room over here until you guys move. And now... And there's tables open all over the place. They just like sat him across so we could listen to our conversation. I didn't see that guy sitting there. He was behind you. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Then there was one that move where he got his food before us, even though we'd been sitting uh, there for 20 minutes. It's, I hate that move, too. Like, he orders 20 minutes after we do, and then I got to watch him eat, and we didn't get our food. They were looking for tomatoes or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I just love that the first interaction with the guy was like, 
don't blame it on the kid because <laughs> you want to move. It's like, God, what a dick. What a dick. It's like uh, the kid's gone. Well, don't blame it on the kid. <laughs> all right. You can uh, check me out. Uh, Thousand Oaks, Borderline Bar and Grill. Is that tonight? Yeah, yep. tonight. Live podcast there. Corolla Drinks doing a tasting and live music after the show. We'll do a live podcast Borderline. So come on out and say hi. We'll hang out, take pictures, and say hi after the show. Pasadena, Seattle, Phoenix, Anaheim, all over the place. Go to AdamCarolla.com for all your stuff. Go to, uh, where should I go for our stuff? CarCast Yeah, go to CarCastShow.com and all of our social media. Go check that out. Shift and Steer. Let's not forget about uh, them over at Shift and Steer. Goldberg and I are doing CarCast Live at the Roadkill Nights event in Michigan, uh, August 11th. So if you guys are coming out there, it's going to be a whole day of drag racing. And then we're drag racing. Hellcats down Woodward Avenue in Michigan. Oh, man. One event. So don't miss that. And you can check out the Podcast One app and the Podcast Masterclass. Go to amcrawl.com and figure everything out. And until next time. Oh, and Chassis. Lots of good offerings over there. C-H-A-S-S-Y. We got um, 24-Hour War winning. Racing like Paul Newman. We got Bug. We got uh, the Indian Wrecking Crew, is it? Why that's not is that not up there with uh, Jay Leno? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it's up there. You know, and all of our videos that we shot at Goodwood, we're gonna have those probably toward the end, maybe three weeks or so into August. Mm-hmm. And pre- on uh, Vero and Motor Train on demand. And pre-order uh, uppities. It's ready. It's magnificent. I've never been prouder. So until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.